Hi everyone, I'm Tavi Nasir, and this is Leadership Biz Cafe, a podcast that explores some of the challenges and opportunities leaders face in today's increasingly complex, fast-paced, and interconnected global market. Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tavi Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that provides both virtual and in-person leadership keynotes, corporate trainings, and consulting services that will help you to improve the way you lead. To learn more about our services and some of the companies and organizations we've had the pleasure to work with, visit our company's website at tavernasir.com. And while you're there, check out my award-winning internationally acclaimed leadership blog as well. And with that, it's time for me to brew up another Leadership Espresso Shot. There's no question the past year has been a difficult and challenging one, both in terms of our work and personal lives. So it's not surprising then to see how much we long to hear success stories of how some individual or organization managed to rise above the fear and uncertainty to find a new path forward that allowed them to reach and in some cases even exceed their goals. Of course, if we are to be truthful about the nature of success and the journey we need to take to achieve it, then we must address its traveling companion, that of failure. The notion of an interdependence between success and failure, beyond simply being opposing outcomes that arise from our collective efforts, is perhaps best seen when we consider the nature of stories that revolve around a hero-type figure facing a seemingly unstoppable adversary. As much as we cheer when the story's protagonist achieves their goal, we feel that sense of elation most when they've had to dust themselves off after they fall and use their failure to not only fuel their resolve, but to improve their understanding of what they need to do to ultimately prevail. After all, their moments of epiphanies surface not during those heady moments of success, but as a result of what they discover and learn during those dark periods as they struggle with the failure they've endured. When seen from this context, the question then becomes, how can we ourselves learn to value failure? How can we move beyond seeing failure as a painful and difficult event we'd much rather move past and put behind us to an opportunity to learn what will help us to move forward and at last succeed? To answer this question, we first need to understand that the journey of learning and gaining insights from our failures is a personal one, that how you and I experience or even view failure will be different, not just because of what we do, but because of how our past experiences serve to create the context that informs how we choose to respond to this painful event. With this in mind, I'd like to provide you with a series of three questions to reflect on both when things are going well to help you prepare for that inevitable failure, as well as when you're right in the thick of it. Reflecting on these three questions will reveal the valuable lessons these admittedly difficult moments provide that will help you and your organization gain new insights to better inform the choices and decisions you make going forward. The first question is, do you respond to failure with avoidance or curiosity? Given how failure is often a painful experience that allows feelings of uncertainty and self-doubt to bubble to the surface, it's understandable that our initial response is one of avoidance, where we feel compelled to do whatever we can to prevent this situation from happening again. Unfortunately, this response often leads us to stop pursuing the course we've been taking 
to ensure we don't experience this difficult and painful outcome again. While this self-protective mechanism is needed at times, for example, when we accidentally touch a hot surface, we have to be mindful of how other times it can serve to impede us from learning more about what caused this failure in the first place. A good example of this can be seen in the work being done in the field of gamification, where researchers have found that people build and improve their skills not by avoiding the tasks that led to a failed outcome, but from using those failures to teach them what they need to do differently in order to succeed in achieving that goal. As I've mentioned in past episodes of this Leadership Espresso Shot series, being effective as a leader doesn't mean you need to have all the answers. Consequently, we shouldn't avoid experiencing failure because these moments help to identify gaps in our knowledge and awareness. In other words, our failure can provide us with key insights that will allow us to move one step closer to achieving our shared goals. The second question I want to encourage you to reflect on in terms of how you approach failure through your leadership is, do you view failure as being a sign of weakness? Another challenge we face with failure is dealing with the reality that we haven't progressed through our efforts. Instead, we've stumbled and maybe even fallen a step or two behind from where we were or where we hoped to be. In this light, it's easy to view failure as being a sign of weakness because of our inability to achieve a certain target or goal, not to mention the costly outcomes that arose because of that mistake. And yet the reality is that our failure can provide us with some unique insights and understandings of what's truly required from us to ultimately be successful in our efforts. They can shed light on certain assumptions we had going forward about what we're trying to produce, and perhaps even the supposed value of what we're trying to create. Our failures can also reveal misguided thinking on our part of what it is we need to accomplish to achieve our goals, or even what's the best route to reach that target. Finally, these failures can reveal unexpected gaps in our competencies to reach our shared goals, competencies that we need to address if we are to succeed in our collective efforts. Seen from this context, it becomes easier to appreciate how our failures are not so much an indication of weakness but an opportunity to improve our understanding of the situation and of what we really need to do to accomplish our goals, both of which can only serve to strengthen our resolve to prevail despite the current setback. The third and final question to help you in this exercise to learn to see the value in failure is, how will you commit to failure in the long run? Now, granted, this question might seem a bit odd. After all, who wants to commit to making mistakes? But the commitment I'm referring to here is not simply about failing fast in terms of getting over these hurdles quickly so we can move one step closer to our goals. Rather, it's about opening ourselves up to the reality that regardless of what we've accomplished today, we will inevitably face failure again sometime down the road. Sometimes that failure will have us shaking our heads in disbelief that we didn't see it coming. Others, though, can shake us to our very core and have us questioning our abilities and whether we really want to keep pressing ahead. Regardless of the severity, what we need to do is be honest with ourselves and with those we lead that a time may come where we might falter, but that failure won't shake our commitment to accepting this as part of the journey that we need to undergo to achieve our shared purpose. 
Of course, that doesn't mean we have to wait for the ground to fall beneath us. Rather, it means that we have to be willing to stop for a moment when things are moving forward or going well and ask ourselves, what could we be overlooking? What have we taken for granted will work out or will continue to work out? Better still, you should ask, how are we doing today? What things do my employees see as being slightly off or out of step in what we're doing? The point here is that this is about more than simply giving those we lead the permission to fail. It's about being willing to stop what we're doing today to assess what might lead us to fail tomorrow. It also means that we have to take what's been revealed through our past failures to adjust our efforts in order to remain on course over the long run. No matter how many times we encounter failure, it will always be a challenge to rise above those feelings of uncertainty, fear, loss, and self-doubt. That's why I want to leave you with this final thought. Through our successes, we inspire others. Through our failures, we relate to one another. And on that note, we come to the end of another cup of Leadership Espresso Shot. I've heard from many listeners lately about how much they're enjoying these Leadership Espresso Shot episodes, and I sincerely hope this one encourages you to reflect on your past experiences with failure and the stories you tell others and yourself about them. In fact, I'd love to hear both those stories and what you've learned from them going forward. And to return the favor, I'm going to look at sharing in a future Leadership Espresso Shot one of my past leadership failures and the invaluable lesson it's taught me about inspiring the best in those you lead. Until then, if you enjoyed learning about this or other insights I've discussed here on my leadership podcast, and you'd be interested in having me share them with your employees, I'd like to invite you to fill out the contact form on our website at tavernaseer.com so we can start that discussion. You can also check out my speaking page on our company website to learn more about my speaking services and the kinds of topics I cover. In the meantime, I'd like to encourage you to share this or other episodes of my podcast with your colleagues and employees. The easiest way to do this is to simply share a link to my show's podcast page at tanvinasir.com slash LBC. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review my leadership podcast on your preferred podcast platform. And with that, I'm Tanvinasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Leadership Biz Cafe.